Hello, my name is Vanessa Pike Russell and this is my congenital panhyperpituitarism story. I was born with panhyperpituitarism on the 17th of October 1971. I was induced as I was two weeks overdue and removed via cesarean with forceps. I presented with severe talipes equinovarus, also known as club feet, in both feet. I had a blood transfusion of birth because of jaundice. I was constantly sick until I was diagnosed. I experienced severe chronic fatigue every day, as well as hypoglycemia. I took much longer to recover from a cold or flu. Infections lasted longer, and I was sometimes resistant to antibiotics. I was three years shorter than my peers for most of my life because of growth hormone deficiency. For example, when I was 13, my bone age was 10. I wasn't diagnosed with panhyperpituitism until I was 13 years of age. My mother took me from doctor to doctor, lamenting that I wasn't developing, had short stature and was almost sick. One doctor told me to hang from the monkey bar so I could grow. Yes, you heard that correctly. After the sixth doctor, I was referred to an endocrinologist, Dr. Ray Slobodnik. He agreed that there was something wrong and I undertook a battery of tests whilst in hospital for two weeks. Next to my name on the wall were the words Addison's disease. I was told that I had secondary Addison's disease because it was congenital and adrenal insufficiency. I was put on cortisone acetate, which is a corticosteroid, at the age of 13. The blood test I undertook at the Shell Harbour Hospital, plus later blood tests, showed that I woke up with no cortisone in my system. It explained the chronic illness and fatigue that I experienced, and I was lucky that I was still alive without it. I was also put on thyroxine thyroid replacement at 13. Both of these medications increased my quality of life and health. At age 16, I went on to growth hormone injections, ceasing when I was over 19. I then went on to estrogen and progesterone when in my early 20s, due to the fact that I finished growing and I didn't produce male and female hormones. Over the years 0 to 13, I went into hospital with adrenal crisis on a regular basis, without knowing what was happening. Once I had pain similar to appendicitis, I was put on a drip and they pressed in the area of the pain and set me up to be operated on. Before the operation was due, the pain went away. They thought it was just me being afraid of the operation, but I stressed to them that the pain had ceased. Luckily, my mother believed me and she called the operation off. If I'd been operated on, there was a chance I could have died, so I was very lucky. I'd experienced hypoglycemia as a child and often felt dizzy and disoriented when my blood sugar level was low. When I looked at the symptoms of panhypopituitism, it all made sense. Medical resonance imaging, MRI, first came into use in Australia when I was in my early 20s and I was correctly diagnosed with congenital panhypopituitarism. My pituitary gland was only 60% of the normal size and I had a missing pituitary stalk caused by pituitary stalk interruption syndrome due to growth hormone insufficiency. This means that my body is dependent on the corticosteroids that I take every day as my body doesn't produce any. If my body is put under stress then I need more oral cortisone medication. If I go into severe adrenal insufficiency I have to go to a hospital, be put on a drip and have an injection of cortisone. If this doesn't happen I can go into a coma. My endocrinologist suggested that I research my condition and listen to my body. When I'm mildly sick, I increase my supplements, echinacea, multivitamins, sambicol, spirulina, vitamin C and more, and boost my intake of vegetables. 
I buy a detox fruit and vegetable juice and go to the general practitioner, GP doctor. I often have to take longer courses of antibiotics before an infection clears up. When exercising or out and about, I try very hard not to get a chill or become overheated, as this can cause stress to my body. Dehydration is very dangerous for someone with panhyperpituitarism. I always take water with me when exercising and use hydrolyte electrolyte mix powder and water or ice blocks when feeling dehydrated as electrolyte balance is very important. My body reacts poorly to physical or mental stress. I sometimes go into shock and have to be hospitalised or stress dosed with extra cortisone. A few years ago I had to pick up the back of my mobility scooter and cause my body to go into shock. I use mobility scooter because of the Talibis Quinaveris club feet and also I have a bad neck from a fall down 23 concrete stairs and landing my hitting the head on the ceiling a few times in a car accident. I can't drive due to neck problems and poor concentration. It just isn't safe for me to be on the road. My neck makes a click, click, click sound when I walk and I've painted my neck and shoulders every day of my life. My husband and my massage therapist help to relieve some of the pain and discomfort but my chiropractor warns me not to carry any heavy shopping bags. Having a mobility scooter allows me some sense of freedom, although I'm restricted to five to 10 kilometers each way and I have to take the bus to go shopping in nearby towns. I'm very fortunate that I'm generally in good health when not in adrenal crisis. I do have a trivial leaky valve in my heart, which causes a slight heart murmur. My cholesterol is a little high and I've been diagnosed with fatty liver. My blood sugar level often spikes when overindulging on sugar or when severely stressed. I take metformin and inject myself once a week by durian injection to lower my blood sugar level. I take avastatin for cholesterol plus femicin for hormone replacement therapy. I also take Tegretol for mood stabilisation. Depression is often a symptom of panhyperpituitarism and also with chronic disease. I feel more balanced when I take a mood stabiliser, although I am allergic to a few. I have had clinical depression over the years and it can be crippling. I often experience insomnia and find that meditating when listening to nature sounds helps to soothe me off to sleep. If that doesn't work, then I get up and do something productive and sleep or nap during the day when required. I often use a sleeping mask to help me go into a deep sleep. I don't have children, except for stepchildren. I was told when I was 13 that it was very unlikely I could have children without a lot of intervention and in later years I was told that I would have to be on bed rest and could damage my neck, my sorry, my health and probably not survive the pregnancy. I also have club feet and any extra weight causes my ankles to become even weaker. Fortunately I have a husband with two sons now in their 30s. When we first met they were in their teens. I was also very lucky to be able to help my raise my sister who came along when I was 14 years of age. I was also a primary school teacher teaching ages 5 to 12 for close to 10 years which I loved. I also was able to help raise my sister's son Levi until he was 4. So that's the start of my panhyperpituitarism journey. I hope that you will join me and share your journey on panhyperpituitarism.org. Have a nice day and stay safe.